Hey guys. Hey, hey. It's me, Molly. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> and that's Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say we're back. And this is black. <laughs> but you know. It's- <laughs> um we're birth we're having we're celebrating a birthday i guess birthday an anniversary i think we confused them when we said birthday i think we're so. celebrating um <laughs> we're celebrating black chick lit today yeah yeah two years three years as two years as you said two years of nonsense <laughs> that's right two years <laughs> of nonsense i love it a, a direct quote from molly <laughs> so we're a little late this month but that's because we're working on something special Mm-hmm. Which you're gonna, but we wanted to hear pretty soon. Yeah, you're gonna hear. Yeah, in like a couple minutes. <laughs> um, we're recording this on the actual day of our birthday, though, so that makes up for it. That's um, what you were saying. I just kind of smiled and nodded. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> there was a lot. There were a lot of sounds happening. Um, but before we get to the interview, we wanted to do our usual spiel, check in on each other, check in on y'all. Mm-hmm. Check in on books, and then we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. So, what's so, up, Daniel? How are you? Not much. Uh, not much, and I'm great. Um, summer's almost over. The kids have moved back on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading, mm-hmm. and as I may or may not previously discussed, I've been watching a lot of movies. You saw Black Klansman, so now I want to read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, book related, I just discovered Hoopla, and oh, it's. Yeah. Hoopla is sort of like Libby in Overdrive, but they don't have any wait list. Oh. Yeah. So if you see something, you can check it out then and there. However, you have a, a limit. You can only rent 10 titles okay. of, any, of anything. So like a book is a title, um, a CD, if you get like, they have music too. So if you get like Ariana Grande's newest release, that's one of your titles. And I've already used my 10. How often do they replenish? Or do you Every just- month. Okay. Oh, so the okay. first, yeah. So do they have a good? I got it. They have. They do. I'm mad because I don't feel like they hype it up well enough. Like they have, they have a really diverse range of titles. They have like big things you've heard of. They have an American Marriage. They have um, what's that one we read? This will be my undoing. Mm-hmm. They have. They have a lot of big titles, but they're sort of also mixed in with like rando titles you may have never heard of, and maybe don't have as big a draw. And I'm like, why don't you, they had the Kiss Quotient, which is a really big book this year. And I'm like, you all just need to curate this a bit more and work on your organization. And I think they could get more people interested because you kind of have to dig for some of the things. Um, Let me see. But yes, definite recommend. Hmm. Because sometimes you don't feel like waiting two weeks. That's true. (laughs) Or whatever it is. Impulsivity. Time exactly. <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, remember how we got married? Yay! Not we as in you and I, but we as in you and Frank. Yes. Yeah. So um, it might not actually have happened. What? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. That's wild. What happened? So our license might have been returned. Um, because I mean, because it... Definitely happened. I was there. Yes, yes. You remember us signing. Um, well, perhaps someone who shall remain nameless did not sign their name in a way that the state of California could read. 
to be fair, does anyone sign their name in a way that any state can read? So it was returned to us as illegible. <gasps> oh no! This shit again. <laughs> this this is a minor inconvenience, right? Like you all just resign. Yeah. So we so we had to uh, resign, have them come over, resign, um, and then we're gonna get a new license, and then we're gonna re- we're gonna have to sign that license, and then turn that in. Then we'll be married. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so which will be your real anniversary <laughs> right i don't know when we get the when we get the duplicate license back i'll see if it has a different date on it or not because i was like uh oh uh, and we had to pay 30 dollars. so that's what they really wanted they just <laughs> that sucks but luckily it's nothing big and it's easy to fix yeah i'm also mad that I'm also mad that they're like, oh, we can't read your name, so you're not really married. Right. Like, it wasn't printed on there somewhere? Like, read the printed one. No, no, this was um, this was not Frank or I's name where they type it. This is someone who, there who was a little inebriated. Um, <laughs> we won't say names. Okay. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> we don't have to say okay. names. We don't have to go further. That explains it a bit more. I thought it was one of the two of you. And they're like, we can't read the bride slash groom's name. So we don't know who's getting married. Nope. And I'm like, well, it's right there. Nope, 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 nope. Was it that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, I'm glad that's getting worked out. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, let's move on to our book news. Of course, I closed that. (laughs) (laughs) I chatted it. We sort of really only have one because we have, we save time for our special thing later in the episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were still there, but our favorite. Looking it up, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Our Our favorite former first black president uh, shared his reading list last week. Mm -hmm. And there are some A plus titles on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone really jumped on this. I feel like if it was a different environment, this would not get any of the attention that like, if this was in the middle of the Obama administration and George Bush was like, here's my reading list. We'd all be like, Oh, but it's because we're in this sort of cluster of, of a, of a 2018. Everyone's like, Barack Obama's here and he's being educated. Right. So we're jumping on it. So he has a list of titles he's read. Um, do we want to go through them real quick? Yeah. Um, so the first one, Educated by Tara Westover. And my boss just came over and was like, oh, this book is so good. You should show it to me. It sounds very interesting. Um, like a memoir. He, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, he describes it as a remarkable memoir of a young woman raised in a survivalist family in Idaho who strives for education while still showing a great understanding and love for the world she leaves behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she was like Mormon survivalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boss is talking about it. So my boss was Jewish. She was like, Oh, she went to school and you know, they were reading about the Holocaust and she raised her hand and said, what is the Holocaust? And everyone gasped. And like, she was like, she didn't know anything about slavery. I was like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's why, yeah, when some like the cults in their schools and like the Duggars in their homeschooling, I'm like, what are y'all really teaching those kids? Mm-hmm. So, 
The next one was Warlight by Michael Ondajate. I apologize for the mispronunciation. And it's set after, according to Obama, set after World War II. It's a mediation on the lingering effects of war on family. This is probably the one on the list I haven't heard of. Mm. I wish he included his thoughts. Yeah, we were trying to find like the actual source for this, but it was kind of hard. I think it's actually this Facebook post, and I think he's just saying, this is what I read. I want your Goodreads review, Barack Obama. Oh, you're on Facebook. I'm on this other side still. Okay. I think, yeah, I think this Facebook post is the original source, and it's sort of just him discussing. Well, I don't go on Facebook anymore. I know. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be, you don't want your data mined by the man. I know. Number three, A House for Mr. Biswa by V.S. Naipaul. Obama is definitely more worldly than I could ever pretend that I am. He really is. Um, Nobel winner's first great novel about growing up in Trinidad and the challenge of post-colonial identity. Um, And then he read An American Marriage. He called it a moving portrayal of the effects of a wrongful conviction on a young African-American couple. Uh, I don't want to disagree with Mr. Barack Obama. I thought it was an okay portrayal of the effects oh, really? of a wrongful conviction. The further I get away from it, the more I'm like, eh, like it was good. I'm glad I read it, but I don't know. I will say it feels like an Oprah pick. It just feels like it could have done more. This is my complaint with a lot of things. Like if you're going to talk about these things, talk about these things. Oh, I see but. what you're saying. I'm also not married, so maybe it's really more about the marriage and less the conviction. I don't know. Which is a valid criticism, too. Well, it is called an American. I would recommend it. (laughs) It really is. So. Uh, And then Factfulness by Hans Rosling. Um, Ten Reasons We Are Wrong About the World and Why Things Are Better Than You Think, which is a message we could all use right now. Are you correct? independent.co.uk that is a message (laughs) I I just need to know that the world isn't as effed up as I think it is apparently a big shelf broke off the Antarctic and scientists are like we didn't expect this to happen for another 10 years and we're like so yes I do need to know that the world is not as bad as it seems yeah well on that downer note um uh, do we want to move into our special feature for this episode? Okay, so let's go ahead. As we said at the top of the episode, um, this is our second birthday, second year of nonsense. And um, I remember last year we went back and did the um, the live streaming of um, uh, what's that show called? Queen Sugar. <laughs> Queen Sugar, which was our, our first. <laughs> This year, since we're entering our twos, our terrible twos, we decided to focus on kidlet. Um, we know that a lot of you guys um, have kids or write kidlet or read, you know, um, books for kids. This isn't specific to YA, but the younger group. And we thought this is yeah. an area that Danielle and I are, you know, newer to. And it might help us to get the perspective of some experts. Um, so we, we came, Danielle came across the I See Me bookstore, which is a bookstore in St. Louis, Missouri. Its focus is on books for and about, um, black children. And Mm -hmm. uh, we invited them on and you're going to hear it in a second to talk about 
why they started, you know, the importance of these types of books and where they see themselves going in the future. It's a really fun conversation. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Okay, so let's go to that. And then we'll be back to sign off and tell you about our next book. Um, hi, everybody. So we're back. Um, we have a really special surprise for you guys on behalf of Black Chicklet's second birthday. We are here with the IC Me Foundation. Hi, this is um, Jeffrey Blair. And Pamela Blair. And uh, we're the owners of the IC Me African American Children's Bookstore and also the founders of the IC Me Foundation. I think we can get into it now. Um, what started you all? What motivated you to start IC Me? So uh, the IC Me African American Children's Bookstore, we um, opened. Um, three years ago, this past June was our three-year anniversary, and um, it really was a work in, in, in project for a while before that. Um, in started out with raising our four children, and um, shout out to Jeff Jr., Sarah, <laughs> Naomi, and Ezra, and um, they are like in college and postgrad now. But when we were raising them, we found it really, really difficult trying to find books for them um, that reflected you know, reflected them uh, and their history and their culture. And um, for a portion of the education, the K-12 education, we did homeschooling for a bit. And um, we actually, you know, took a lot of effort for us to try to find those materials, um, whether it be books or posters or games, just things that reflected them, you know, in a positive light. And uh, so we took a lot of effort and actually got those items and surrounded them with those items. And um, we think they had a really positive impact on them in their education. Um, and they did very well and in school. And, uh, you know, teachers and parents would ask us, you know, what our secret was. And we were like, well, you know, we just really made a point to make sure that as African-American children that they had a lot of African-American representation, you know, in their lives, including in their books, posters on their walls, you know, just various things surrounding them with their history and their culture. And I think that uh, gave them a positive self-esteem, which translated to them doing very well in school. So um, with that, we shared some of those things that we found and shared with friends and family. And eventually, you know, we decided, hey, let's, you know, make this, you know, let's call it a recipe, I guess, you know, available to, oh, no, you know, no. to the wider audience. To add to that, um, um, as we were homeschooling, uh, again, couldn't find books. So um, I started to write a, um, um, some um, biblical books and we started to do posters and things like that so as we did posters and um, and we you know kept writing our biblical books then we wanted um, to sort of capture history from um, like pre-slavery and so we started doing research but then we found a few books out there and as we approached the schools that our children were in and to have um, more, uh, you know, black history books in there, fiction and nonfiction, um, the schools were a little resistant to it. And so we wanted, um, we knew that it was vital that, you know, that black children and all children can see themselves or black, you know, black characters in books. So when the schools were a little resistant to it, we decided that um, it is um, not just um, nice to have, but, but a necessity for, for our children to see themselves. So we started the bookstore uh, three years ago and um, it definitely had an impact 
you know, in um, in schools for for black children and for um, and also for white children, and as a matter of fact, for all children. So um, from that point, um, we were just a tiny little bookstore, and um, uh, we have grown to where now we have schools that will come in and um, purchase books from us to put in their classrooms. Wow! So you guys work with the with like the St. Louis School District schools. We do. We have uh, the um, um, the St. Louis School. We have some schools in Normandy. We have some schools in the county. We have um, um, uh, we work with Ladue schools, with Clayton schools, hey. with Kirkland schools, um, because they have recognized that it is vital for our children, not just black children, but for all children to see um, characters that look either like them or different from them. And it helps in uh, um, inclusive, um, you know, having books that have um, characters, um, you know, um, so that children can see characters of all races and all background. Definitely. About how yeah. many students do you think you guys touch through your bookstore per year? Oh, my gosh. How many <laughs> families or? or? Yes, however you measure like, the impact that you're having in the community. Oh, gosh, <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, we can probably pull up the numbers, uh -huh. but literally with all the schools that we've impacted, we've been here for three years. Oh, my gosh. I would say, I, oh, I don't know. A thousand. Sure. Yeah, thousands. I would yeah. say in the thousands. Yes, yeah, definitely. And, you know, and that's, you know, what it, at the very beginning, it was sort of we. We saw the value, and we felt it was a real important and a good idea. But some of the challenges was like, you know, opening up a brick-and-mortar bookstore in this age of technology was like, I don't know, mm -hmm. people are going to, you know, um, you know, uh, gravitate to it. And uh, But, you know, thank goodness they have. And so, you know, we, we've become really busy. We've had to hire staff. We're actually moving to a larger space. Um, and we're just really, really busy. And that's a really good thing. And um, and aside from the business part, you know, even to, to answer your question, you know, we get um, emails, um, actual physical handwritten letters, which people, I know people still do that, um, and even phone calls or, or comments and messages on Facebook and on our website saying, oh, my goodness, I can't believe the impact you're having with my son or with my daughter or my grandchild or with a student that's in my class that, you know, um, maybe they go to a, you know, maybe predominantly white school. They could be black or some other uh, nationality. And, you know, not when they pulled out one of our books, that was the first time they saw them perk up because it was something that they could relate to. Uh, you know, so we get those comments all the time. So we get uh, we've gotten a lot of um, uh, confirmation, you know, that, you know, we're on the right track here and that we're having a really solid impact on people on children, you know, in this area. We get orders from not just local orders, but we get orders from California, from Phoenix, from Florida. There was oh, wow. a, um, a new school just opened up in Florida. Um, actually, they're op they're open, I think, this month. And um, during the summer, they they sent a very large order for us to fill to fill their classrooms, you know, you know, with it. So we're, you know, so we're on, um, you know, we have a website. So people have been finding us through whether it's social media or the news or you know or things like that, and they've been checking out our website and they've been calling and they've been ordering. So it's 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 grown beyond St. Louis, and even to the point of people asking for us to you know, have a 
in another um, location in Florida or in California or in, um, in Chicago and things like that. So we get a lot of requests to have, you know, other locations. Yeah, I know as a personal reader, it can be hard to find books with representation. Have you had trouble finding enough titles and stories and series to fill a whole bookstore? How do you find the stories and the books that you offer to the kids? Oh, wow. Um, lots of time spent researching. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm researching about half the time. Um, and now it's a little better because the publishers now recognize what we do. And so a lot of times they will send us samples for that new books that are coming out. So, you know, they'll send a sample. But even to there is not a um, because we're such a unique bookstore, they may send me two samples, like two, you know, two new books. But then when I do my own research is actually. 15th, you know, from that publisher that's coming out, but because they're so not used to us, you know, they're not used to, you know, um, servicing a black bookstore, you know, a black children bookstore that it's very, very difficult. So I, you know, I spent a lot of time just going through different publishers and their catalogs or call in or also use, uh, we have a lot of um, independent publishers that will call or send us information on, the, on books that they have coming out. So there's a lot of smaller publishing companies that um, are geared towards um you know, um, children of color that will send me information because now we've added not just, um, you know, black children books. We have um, Asian books and, um, and Muslim books and things like that, because that's also very difficult. So um, but our, you know, our, the majority of our books are of African-American um, characters. That's awesome. And, and, and we're building our adult um, library too so that's something that we're trying to do because we have adults that will come in look you know looking for books so that's something that I'm currently doing is tr trying to um, add more adult uh, fiction and nonfiction books so if you know of any books that you want to send me <laughs> definitely do that we know lots <laughs> okay good <laughs> Um, so you said that you did a lot of research. Um, do you have any advice for parents who want to build out, you know, their own home libraries or are looking for books um, for their black, brown, Asian children? Like what, what kind of resources are available for parents to get these books into their kids' hands? I see me dot com. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, again, um, you know, two things, not just books that have black characters, but books that have positive black characters, because there's a lot of books that may have black characters, but you try to find books that have a positive message. And even though, you know, children may come, may walk in the door and they may see, a, you know, see like every book having black characters, but, you know, basically you have to find the interest of that child, right? So some girls mm -hmm. may, may come in the store and they may see books, but you also have to find out their, their, um, their interest. So if they like ballet or they like karate or they like cars or, you know, so you, you basically, you're doing the same thing, trying to find their interest, but you're trying to find a book that either will expose them to other interests or that you want them to be exposed to, 
or you know try to find books that that um that have their interests a lot of our little girls unfortunately because you know like sometimes they go to schools um that predominantly black i mean predominantly white schools they may have issues with their hair being different so that's uh that's a big request that's a big problem that we i i find that parents have with their younger girls um is trying to find books that will have will show their hair right books on mm -hmm. um you know affirming your beautiful curly hair your beautiful you know short hair you know things like that right so um there's a lot of books on just loving yourself there's a book that's called i'm enough right that, it, that it's very popular that just talks about um all wonderful features of the, this little black girl that she should embrace and love, right? And all the wonderful things about her. So um, that's probably the biggest. And even and even as they get older, they may still encounter the same issue with either their skin, you know, their you know being too dark or their hair being um, not long enough or not straight enough. So that still continues to be um, an issue with parents that will come in and ask about, you know, can you find me a book to help me with my daughter's self-esteem or my daughter's, you know, she hates her skin tone or she hates her hair. So those are the types of things that um, it may not be a book directly about that, but just, you know, trying to affirm, you know, who you are and, you know, and loving who you are. Yeah. Um, touching on that, have you seen a lot of, have you been able to see the children who come into the bookstore, how they've been impacted by seeing the books? Are there, like, are there any, I guess I'm trying to see, are there any anecdotes or any success stories you have about the kids who visit the store and go away seeing themselves? I'll, I'll let Jeffrey take, oh. take that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yes, we have. And that's what I was saying is that we get a lot of feedback uh, from parents and grandchildren, even, and grandparents, even like just, just seeing um, a, a, you know, a grandmother may bring their granddaughter in, let's say, or grandson, and say, yeah, my, my, my grandson or granddaughter doesn't like to read. And they bring them in, but then when, you know, when they look and see every, every book cover looks like them, um, you know, they, they perk up because they're like, oh, this is different. This is not my local library or my school library. This, this is really, you know, devoted about me. And you see a difference in them. Um, and sometimes you see it where, you know, here a child coming in, oh, I don't like to read, but then they can't decide what book to, to get because, you know, they have so many choices. Um, uh, so that's a good transformation to sort of see. Um, and let you know that a lot of times, not necessarily they don't like to read, they just don't like to read what they're being given to read. Um, and so again, like Pam's saying, finding that interest and really seeing that connection and putting them in the center of the story can, can really have a, a great impact. Um, so we've had a lot of different stories, but one of the, I guess, the, the most famous story is, uh, um, we had a young man come in here with his with his mom, and again, you know, they were going out for the day, and she was bringing him to this bookstore that she heard about, and he was like, uh, okay, you know, I don't know, uh, I won't go to the park, but okay. So, um, but they came in, and as soon as he came in, he he just he was mesmerized. He was like, wow, this is amazing, and um, he picked up, he gravitated to a book, he picked it up, sat down on the carpet right in front, and his mom, she she she's a she's a, a blogger, and she started to tape him sitting down and just engaged in this book and you know a 15 minute visit ended up being like over an hour or so and um you know out of that 
um, the little boy, you know, with the help of um, of Pam, you know, started said, "Hey, I have an idea. I'd like to start a boys' book club, and uh, for other boys." And um, and so they started a book club, and that video of that the mom took, she posted online, and it went viral, and it got ten thousand, twenty thousand, sixty thousand views. It got picked up by the local news. Then it got picked up by national news. And we had people in here and just interviewing <laughs> us. And we had NBC, CBS, we had Fox, we had, um, you Steve know, Harvey. finally, yeah, we had a, but he had a big awesome. Steve Harvey show. Oprah, you know, um, chimed in and commented about <laughs> that. He was a CNN hero um, with Anderson Cooper, you know, for 2017. Um, you know, and just so much. So that's where we got a lot of national fanfare for what we're doing and um and so it just that that book that idea you know went from him and one or two boys to now it's over 150 boys that are part of that book club today um and so it's it's one of those things where that you know i see me was that spark that really you know um um um, ignited you know uh within that within um the little boy that uh, that um you know now has an impact um, you know, of, of 150 plus individuals because of what we're doing here. So that gives us a really good feeling. And that's where a lot of the um, phone calls and emails and communication across the country that we've been getting from sort of because of that national attention. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, and the thing is, I think that's just the beginning. I think we just scratched the surface. We have a lot of opportunities, you know, further locally as well as nationally for us to really press home the importance of um, diverse literature and the impact it can have, you know, for all children. And the name of that book club is Books and Bros. And <laughs> the little boy's name is, is, um, is Sidney Keys. And he is an amazing little boy. Um, and the name of the book that he picked up is called Danny Dollar Millionaire. I was really hoping you'd mention that story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I recently got married, so I know this isn't on Danielle's list. Congratulations. <laughs> I would just love to hear what it's like for you guys as a married couple to, to start this project together and work on it together. <laughs> oh, that took a twist. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we have been married for 31 years, I think. I think 31 years. Um, we have four beautiful children. Um, and um, we've always had, this, I guess, it's almost like the same mindset when it came to raising our children, even if at first I may have an idea, you know, and he may not always agree, eventually, <laughs> eventually, you know, as he sees, um, he sees me working towards it, you know, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll recognize that I, you know, She's right. I, I made sense. Um, <laughs> but, um, but the one thing that we did together and we did and we did well is how we were going to raise our children and education and reading was like the the most important thing to us so um so the the concept of the bookstore with um three years ago was not it was just something that uh we worked on together from the start and it has been um he has his his um his hats you know you know the 1600 hats that he 
you know, um, that he wears and I have my own. So we, you know, we both have our own skill sets. So we really don't, um, have to, um, um, you know, butt heads, you know, so to speak. So we work well together. I mean, it's been very, very uh, rewarding. Sometimes we need to slow down and just, you know, do other things because we work basically 24 seven and um, it, it's not always a good thing. So we have to make an effort into saying, okay, this weekend, we're not going to talk about business. We end up talking about business, but um, <laughs> we kind of have to make that an effort not to talk about it. But I think we are awesome together as far as business partners. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been quite a ride and, um, we're looking forward to, um, the next 30 something years, um, you know, and doing this. So yeah, it's been great. Wouldn't, um, you know, um, don't regret a moment of it at all. Yeah. So definitely it's worked out well. I think, you know, cause we're, we're best friends and we compliment one another and argue and, and go back and forth. But, you know, I guess in some ways, Aisini is almost like our fifth child, you know? So we just want what's best for it. And uh, we just try to work together in order to make that happen. So um, it's been it's been a great experience, actually. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess sort of going off that, what future plans do you have for Me? How do you plan to grow? Do you have any new things you'd like to try our our then our next venture is moving to a a larger spot Mm -hmm. and we have that hopefully by the end of september we're you know we're there is we're just going through construction right now um and with that we're adding a cafe and uh, we're adding a coffee shop and we're also adding um, some classrooms. So there's been a lot of requests. We have a lot of homeschoolers in in St. Louis. So we're trying to add um, classes for homeschoolers and um, after school programs. Um, this summer we had we we piloted um, a few programs: our reading program, our writing um, classes, and our history workshops. And that went really, really well. Public speaking. And, and also public speaking. And so we're going to hopefully continue doing that um, during the school year into our new place. Um, yeah, so that's our next mm-hmm. our next venture. Yeah, so in, in, in addition to the, uh, you know, of course, selling books and doing the research for the books to make sure we, we have a, a large selection and, and helping uh, parents, school and teachers, you know, find the books they need. Um, you know, we also, as, as Pam said, you know, do programs. And that was one of the reasons that why we, we have to move because our inventory and our space for our programs have sort of collided. So um, <laughs> we, our, our inventory is spilled out into our, into our classroom area. So um, we wanted to have a larger space so we can have dedicated classes um, and uh, for presentations and things like that, you know, um, separately from, you know, where our inventory would be. And, so, yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to that. In addition, also, um, we're bringing on more staff to assist with, with that project. We also are, you know, sort of, that's like, you know, maybe our next step, but step two and three down the line also, we'll be opening up new locations. And um, as individuals have come to ask us about, um, you know, expanding out, we're like, you know, well, let's, you want to get situated here in St. Louis first, and then we're going to, um, you know, then start, you know, that, 
that endeavor of moving out to other locations and expanding to other branches. One of the things too that, you know, as, as we were in this journey that we've gotten so far, um, you know, uh, many times um, schools that we would go to, uh, especially in socioeconomic uh, challenged areas, um, the children would be real excited about our books because we, you know, we do a lot of book fairs and, um, mm-hmm. and we'd go out and uh, children would love them, but then, you know, they wouldn't always be able to afford them. And so one of the things we, we did is that we started the ICME Foundation. So it's the, the foundation is a separate entity from the ICME African American Children's Bookstore. And so the foundation is a nonprofit, uh, 501c3, and we take um, donations um, so that we can have um, uh, cl- uh, books that can go into classrooms as well as homes um, um, and can take advantage of, um, of you know, the books that we have here as well, regardless of their socioeconomic status. And so that foundation was you know, about two years ago we started that, and that's been going very well, but we're looking to expand that as well. Um, and we're just, you know, trying to, you know, just get, get, you know, everything on our plate, trying to get it, <laughs> get it down the road, but, you know, sort of one thing at a time. Uh, but that is one thing that's real important, and we're, we're trying our best to really expand that as well. That's awesome. I just, we don't have to include this in the recording. I was just curious where your new location was going to be. Uh, it's actually in your city, too. It's just about a oh. mile and a half down the road. Um, so we, we like your city because it's sort of central to the region. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the St. Louis City, the, um, um, you know, South County, North County, West County, it's, you know, pretty, pretty, um, pretty accessible, you know, from all regions. So we kind of like your city. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other questions, Molly? No, but is there anything else you guys would want to share with our listeners? Uh, definitely. Check us out online, icme.com, E-Y-E-S-E-M-E.com. Um, come into the store if you guys are local. Um, and donate yeah. to our foundation. Donate so to the foundation. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I work in philanthropy, so I'm always like, yes, get that link out there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right on our website, we have a nonprofit link. You can go in and see a little bit of the work that we, we've done so far. Um, so we're really looking to expand that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just, you know, we think it's real important. We think we're off to a great start and, you know, we want to be, you know, um, you know, definitely, you know, good partners with the community and try to really, um, you know, do things so that we can, um, you know, add value, you know, to, um, to, to, to the communities that we're in, as well as, you know, to our customers and to the children and to the school districts and so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, we're just we're happy to be here to spread the word and to answer any questions or assist, you know, others as they really try to get, do the best that we can to our children to make sure they reach their full potential. And I just I plan to try and make a visit because it's really you two are really inspiring because you hear a lot about how not only bookstores, as you sort of touched on, brick and mortar bookstores are really challenging. But I think one of the excuses when we like hear from authors when they talk about why publishers don't publish more books with characters of color is because they say, oh, we worry it won't do well. So I just really admire that you all are sort of doing both very well and are even growing. So that's really awesome. Absolutely. And I guess also, you know, one thing, and this we didn't realize that there are a lot of independent authors out there that are really great they have some really great books so we've connected with a lot of them you know nationally and so we have we have you know a pretty uh large independent um authors um you know section you know for for so so if there are independent authors out there that do children's books 
you know, definitely send them in and we'll, we'll, you know, take a look at it and hopefully add it to our collection. And so it's, it's, it's really good because we really try to push that out too, because like you said, there's a, sometimes it's difficult, you know, um, for independent authors to get a platform. So we really want to try and assist in that, in that endeavor. Awesome. Well, I think we're set. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yes. Our pleasure. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be, I'll be looking out for you guys to come to LA. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, 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 absolutely. Would we'll love to, we'll love definitely. To. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty great interview, Molly, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved it. It was fun. <laughs> that was so corny. No, I really did appreciate uh, hearing from people in the industry, like the challenges and like their goals and why they're working to make more books for out there rep, for kids that represent everyone. So it was really cool. Yeah. My secret dream is to open like a book mobile, oh. but then I realize libraries are things and I can't get past. I can't get past that. You, so what? <laughs> okay. So uh, okay. I, ne- I didn't get to, I didn't get a chance to bring this up with them because it would have gotten too deep. And it's like, I don't need that. There are like no bookstores in North St. Louis. And if you know anything about St. Louis, it's kind of segregated. So North St. Louis is where there are more brown people and poor people. Mm-hmm. And there are no bookstores. So I thought a way to service like that whole area without limiting it to like one area would be like a book, sort of like a food truck. It'd be a book truck. Uh-huh. I love it. But I... Yeah, but it, I can't figure out to how to make it work as a for-profit. It feels very non-profit. No, it would be not like I said, and everyone, all, every everything on trucks, everything on trucks. It's like you don't think about the gas, the insurance, the driver, this, that. It's I know. So I work very closely with lots of nonprofits, and it's like over and over and over and over and over again. It's like we we need money for gas. Like yeah, it's but. I mean, I like the idea of you at a library. <laughs> well, I figured it'd be like, because you still have to pay utilities for a brick and mortar place. Sure. And like, like, I'd still have to pay for gas and electric there. So I figured, and then this would be smaller. So it'd be a smaller footprint sure. than like a brick and mortar place. And then it, it, it could be more mobile and it could serve more people. So every time I explain it, it just sounds like a, a nonprofit. Like I can't figure out a way to turn a profit. Yeah, because if it's if like, it's, and I don't. Yeah, that's like an Amazon truck. Hmm. That's an Amazon truck. <laughs> oh my god, that's something we should have talked about at the start. Do you remember that guy, the economics professor, who was like, "We need to get rid of all the libraries." Yes. Oh my god. And <laughs> replace them with Amazon bookstores. It's like, okay, sure. People keep coming for libraries, and I don't know why, because they get dragged to hell and back. Don't, library people will defend them to the, it's insane. And also, it's just bad economics. Like, his point didn't make sense on a business model. Why would I want to pay Amazon for each and every title I want to read? Yeah, he's A private entity that has no ties to my community when I could pay a community (laughs) asset a very reasonable amount and have unlimited titles. It, like it doesn't make any sense. Right. And he was like, Oh, I pay like $400 to support my library and like property taxes and end of year taxes and state taxes. Like you must be a fucking billionaire then if you're paying that much. Yeah. You must library. Yeah. You're mad. Yeah. You must have a huge ass house. Yeah. So 
edge of so, like, all the different kind of like I see me was saying all the different like ancillary services that libraries provide, you know, spaces mm-hmm. for people to go, air conditioning, computers, classes, movie nights, like it, it's insane. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. And I think people think libraries are just books and they're not. They're service, they're multimedia, they're services, they're the staff there who have different resources. And it's like Amazon is not here to help you learn how to fill out a resume right. or complete a resume and help you get a job. They're not going to help you do that. Right. They'll, I mean, maybe they will for a fee. They're not doing it for free. <laughs> right. So I just don't understand it. That was really enjoyable, though, to see all of, like, bookish Twitter and Internet just coming for this guy. They took that story down. They really, like, end with a quickness. (laughs) They were like, bye. And I don't, I think he's come back to Twitter, but he, yeah, he's been a lot quieter. He has not come back to Twitter with a vengeance. So... Oh my God. So yeah, so I'm I'm always here for book people, and I'm here for people making books accessible. So yes. all around solid group, definitely. So we're gonna work to help you all support them, right, Molly? Yes, support who? The <laughs> we're gonna work to help the listeners like find out like we're gonna get the link from them. Oh, they have a foundation. Yeah, yeah not that guy. I was like, why are we supporting this man? <laughs> Sorry, I pivoted too quickly. I made too too sudden a turn. That's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, so we're going to, um, when we put this link up in the show notes, we'll have all of their information. So you can talk, you can see their bookstore. If you are a teacher and want to order from them, you can see the links. I think they talked about if you're an independent author, they want to hear from you guys. Um, we would yeah. love if you're able to to make a donation to their foundation. If you're in the area, you can go over to um, their actual brick and mortar store. Um, they have their their website's really cool, so I I encourage everyone, even if yeah. you're not in the area, to take a look. And I think one thing just to expand on, they mentioned this in the interview, like they don't have a problem shipping books out. So if you are in a library or a classroom and you need to find titles for your students or students of color, they'll ship them to you. So I don't think you have to be a local customer to be able to support them. So or even if you, it seems like even if you just want advice on how to find books for your kid, it seems like they're mm-hmm. out there search, which sounds exhaustive. <laughs> like it sounds like they are doing a lot <laughs> to find quality books. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm really happy to support them. So instead of, so it's like our birthday gift. If you want to help us help them. So yeah, and let right. us you donate, or if you find anything, or you know, if you connect with them in any way, I think that would be fun, fun for us to know. Oh yeah, I would love that. Yeah, if you purchase or visit or anything, share that would be great. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, okay, Danielle. All right. Pivoting again. What have <laughs> you been reading? Okay, so I, because of that hoopla thing, have been a really productive reader this month. Like I think I read five titles in just the past week alone mm-hmm. because um they're not great <laughs> like they're not like I'm not reading Barack Obama level books is what I'm saying okay. um I binged a lot of Tessa Dare who is a romance novelist I think I finished like three of her books okay the entire Castles Ever After series if anyone's interested um because I could listen to them at work and then be done by the end of the day so 
Um, they're basically stories. None of them are related. I'm kind of annoyed. They're basically stories that are only connected because all of the main her- heroines get a castle um, as like bequeathed to them. And then they're like, okay, I own this castle now. And that's, that's the setup. Oh. So I feel like there should be more taxes involved, but I don't, I don't know. It was, it was olden times. Oh, I finished Barracoon because it was also on Hoopla in audio. So it was really good. I enjoyed it. The person, like the narrator was really good. She spoke with the dialect. It was really good. Um, And then I made a really big pivot from all those romance novels in Red Jurassic Park. (laughs) And I have to say, I mean, wait, the movie was better. Like, (laughs) oh yeah. I feel really bad, but the movie version of Jurassic Park, I think, was a little bit better written. The characters were more well-developed. And, yeah. So, have you read it? I haven't. Yeah. Have you seen the movie, though, right? I haven't. You haven't seen Jurassic Park? I haven't seen that. I'm so hurt. It's on Netflix. I need you to see Jurassic Park. You know, so, there are many movies that I have not seen. That um, baffles my perhaps husband. Perhaps <laughs> husband. He was like, "Let's go see um, Mission Impossible," and I was like, "Yeah, okay." He's like, "Have you ever seen any of those?" I was like, "Nah." And he was like, well, "We need to see them before we go see it." I was like, "Well, how many could there be? There are a lot, Danielle. There's a lot of Mission Impossibles. Yes, so we watched all those, and then we saw it. I was like, yeah, okay. I, I get, I get it. I like it. Yeah, I'm in it." So I don't need you putting in his head, anybody else's head now, that I got to go watch um, all the Jurassic Park movies. Frank, make Molly see the Jurassic Park movies, please. No, I, that's not a- to pick. I'm rewatching all King of the Hill. I don't know why, but it's what I've been up to. Molly's pick. Oh, my God. That's I, so... I see... <laughs> I go and I watch the Jurassic Park movies and then I get momentarily obsessed with Jurassic Park all over again. And then it sort of like fades away. And then a new one comes out and I get obsessed with Jurassic Park. Uh, I'm so hurt. It's a modern classic, Molly. I haven't seen it. It's like the height of Spielberg. <laughs> it was the Spielberg at the height of his career. Let's see. I didn't like E.T. Um, oh, I don't like E.T. And I've never seen Jaws. I've never seen Jaws. I... AI was okay. In Indiana, in Indiana Jones, I'm a fiancé. This is the good one. <laughs> I'm not making a very good case. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's great. For the next quarter. And, okay, and if it makes you feel better, you don't have to see any other sequels because they're all bad. You could just watch the one uh-huh. and be done. See, but that's not the way Frank operates. Like, he got mad. I, <laughs> he was like, have you ever seen The Matrix? I was like, I saw the second one. <laughs> no. No, no. We have to watch all of those. But, but okay, then don't. I mean, I guess you can't not tell him. He'll come home and see you watching Jurassic Park. <laughs> and if you see him, you can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch all of them, Danielle. And I feel like there are twenty of those movies. How many are there? No, there's, there's <laughs> the newest one just came out in theaters, so there's only five. And oh, honestly, okay. there's five. And honestly, you really only everyone thinks that none of the the only good one is the first one. So if you were like, yeah, no, I'm good, everyone'd be like, I get it. Because <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, I saw those. They weren't great. I mean, I enjoy them because they're ridiculous and they're about dinosaurs. <laughs> we'll see. What else did you read? 
Uh, and I read When They Call You a Terrorist, also on audio, also on Hoopla. It is the A Black Lives Matter memoir by Patrice Khan Colors and Asha Bendela. And it's actually narrated by Patrice. So it was really kind of neat to hear it. She talked about Ferguson a lot. She talked about um, her. It was her own story combined with like the story of the movement. So it was really good. Okay. I finished that in like a day. So I'm telling you, Hoopla has some titles. Yeah, damn. Mm, that's what yeah. So. so that was about it for me. How about you? Um, so I am working through two books. I'm still my our end of years are gonna be, be so vastly different. <laughs> but I cheated most of mine. And I read just like romance, which aren't the most challenging of reads. I enjoy them, but they're like not holding me up. Still reading. <laughs> um so I read i'm almost finished with um uh an unkindness of ghosts um i was that they got that one on audio (laughs) one hoopla oh you you had that on hoopla yeah they have unkindness of ghosts on hoopla well damn (laughs) (laughs) um not kindle i got it on uh audible audible the audiobook and um, I was like listening to it. I was like, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really liking this. And then something like so heartbreakingly sad happened. I was like, I got to put this down for a little bit. <laughs> I, like, oh, I bet I know what it is too. Oh, bet you do. And it's like really close to the end of the book. So I'm like, oh yeah. But I'm like, oh man, I gotta like, you know, stack myself. Jesus, back I need up. to breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I've been reading, um, A Tale of Tales. I don't know if you heard of this one. No. It's like an old, um, translate, it's a translation of an old, like, folk tale, series of folk tales from Naples. Um, and so I was like, I want to connect to that other side too a little bit, <laughs> you know, a little bit. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's kind of like um what is it shaharzard where she like told the stories like night after night um so her husband wouldn't kill her um and it's it's like this girl she never smiles or her father like gets this big fountain full of olive oil and then the olive oil goes all in the street and then an old witch slips on it so she laughs and then the witch curses her and um, she's like, yeah, you know, you're you can only marry this one dude who's like out under a rock in the forest. So she goes out there and she's like, try to get him. And then this other girl comes up and steals him. And then they gather all these like ugly women to tell stories to. I don't know. I don't know. It's like one of the most insane things I've ever read in my entire life. It's just, it's crazy. Like, I've never heard some of the creative cursing in here. Um, you know, the guy's like, why use one word to describe something when you can use 15? Like the way he keeps every single time he talks about like the sun rising, he uses like a different metaphor. It, it's just <laughs> incredibly wild. Um, so I'm about halfway through that. And it's just, I'm like, wow, this shit's nuts, but I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> That's good. Enjoy the insanity. Yeah. So, uh, 
I did not book related, only semi book related. I did watch To All the Boys I Loved Before, Ooh. and it was very cute. Yeah. So I refuse to read the book though, because it's YA, and I don't think I'll enjoy it as much. Yeah. So. I see, I see. But that reminds me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not watching. I'm not reading it. I'm not reading anymore. It does remind me. Next episode, you're going to be like, oh, well, I read. <laughs> I'm not. I'm adamantly because I've read their bad. I've read their views, and everyone's like, the character in the book is annoying AF. And I was like, I don't need that. It was cute. On It was on Netflix. It was free. Mm-hmm. I'll watch that. I don't know. I'm not paying money or waiting on Libby <laughs> to get it. So, mm-mm. but. It does remind me that a certain movie's coming out. They released a new trailer. We should have, we could have said this at the start, at the top. <laughs> they had a new trailer out for The Hate You Give. Oh, I didn't see that. How to look? Oh, I, it looks like, it's very, it's not that different from, like, they just take the clips and sort of put them in a different order yeah, and okay. say, we have a new trailer. Um, it's not that new. But it does sort of show, like, more of the, I think it sort of shows the heaviness and the weight of the book more than the first one did the mo- first one was like sort of how she balanced her like there was star at school and there was star at home this yeah. one sort of seems to follow more about like the shooting and what she has to deal with and the and the you know the inequality okay. that she think that she starts noticing in like yeah her neighborhood so okay okay interesting yeah so Look. do we want to do an episode on that we've already read it we could just share that we would just have to go see the movie yeah i guess so like how you're like i guess (laughs) we'll work it out yeah yeah we'll figure it out okay so that might be a bonus we have later oh i like that bonus yeah so the hate you give discussion so it means i gotta make plans to see it um i'll see it on a tuesday it's five dollars um why are movies five dollars on tuesday everywhere but here i shouldn't (laughs) be here oh i love like i see movies at the weirdest time because they're cheap there's five dollar tuesdays uh-huh. and then if you're a member of the rewards member there's six dollar thursdays what? and then on saturdays if you see movies before 11 that start before 11 they're also six dollars so i am all about random non-peak times movie going oh my god i need this <laughs> that's because you live near hollywood that's like movie central yeah you would think they'd be cheaper they got less you know distance to go <laughs> uh but yeah and then the dollar theater which is always my friend oh yeah so so yeah i think that was solid it was a great interview for you all yeah um so. let's do our oh, wait what what, what? we have to say what we're gonna read next next uh, time yeah yeah okay so continuing our tradition our our little celebration birthday celebration we are going to read, drumroll please, you voted on it, Meet Addie from the American Yes. Go <laughs> back. That, that whole series is wild, so I can't yeah. wait to discuss it. I know. I really I'm, I'm, I read it when I was a kid, and I read it again this morning. So <laughs> I'm interested to talk about this one. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to read it as an adult versus as a kid because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be more disturbed now uh-huh. than I was back then because I didn't know any better. So, but yeah, I think that's it. If you'd like to contact us, we're on Twitter at Black Chick Lit. We're also on Instagram at BCL Podcast. I've been trying to do more stories 
for like to fill the whole of the booktube channel I want, but we'll never start. So, yeah, you know, I may be on there. Are you still there? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Why I thought you were going to finish. Start it? Because like, I don't know if I have like, like the wherewithal to like maintain a channel. Like video editing is a whole different beast that's from like true. audio editing. Yeah. So you've got to record, you've got to edit, you got to put it up. Yeah. That's a lot. It's like, do I want to take on that big of a commitment? Yeah. I could Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So if you guys have questions or comments, you can send them to contact at blackchicklit.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Why am I saying that like that? iTunes? <laughs> iTunes and Google Play, because that really helps other listeners find our podcast. And it'd be a really great birthday gift. Well, I'm just saying. So I think that's it, guys. So until next time. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay. Well, so. thanks, guys. Uh, don't forget to check out our guest, ICV Foundation. Look for us all over the internet. And thank you for listening.